0: You got this. Adidas.
1: It's time to stop chasing the afternoon and find the winning angle. From Vegas to your living room, from props to trends. This is The Better Angle, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Your hosts, Kate Constable and Cameron
2: Smith.
3: Welcome into the Better Angle here on the VetQL Network. He's Cameron Smith. I am Kate Constable. We are here with you for the next three hours. we yeah. got a lot to talk about, Cam. A ton going on with the NFL Combine right now. Yeah. Only a couple weekends left of Saturday college hoops before oh, we get into conference gosh. tournaments. This is the time of the year.
2: Time is moving so quickly. Like, even in Chicago, it's weird right now because mm-hmm. we're going to touch 70 degrees this weekend and also Monday, so I don't know what's going on, but enjoy your time while you're camp, people, because it's something weird happening uh, in I'm the hitting, world.
3: I'm you hitting know. up a, uh, a pad for brunch tomorrow oh, that's already see, on the books that's
2: great plans right? and there, i didn't so.
3: even know it was going to be 70 so this is <laughs> fantastic this is great news <laughs> for me
2: so anybody want to do a day party or have those mimosas if you're in chicago For the Chicago area tomorrow, and if you're off work on Monday, those are the days to do it because it's gonna drop back down with a After (laughs) tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's moving so fast. So, like, I mean, March is here. Mm -hmm. So, you know what that means college basketball, March Madness for all you fiends out there like me. So, it's gonna be an exciting time, especially with a season of parody. So, that's just gonna make for so much drama in the conference tournaments. And, of course, we when we get to the NCAA tournament. So I'm excited. I'm excited for today's show, of course, to be with you and Randy and Kev and Mario in the building. So the Saturday crew.
3: Saturday crew. We can't forget Kenny
2: back there, too. Yeah, yeah, Kenny, my bad. Kenny, charge it to my head and not my heart, Kenny. He's still <laughs> my guy, man.
3: Uh, We've got a lot of uh, hoops tipping off here in just a second. Iowa State on the road at UCF. NC State on the road at number nine, North Carolina. We've got Mississippi State and Auburn. Uh, And then later tonight, Virginia and Duke. That's a huge game. We're going to get into why in just a little bit. But, Cam, uh, let's start things off today talking about some of the games that we saw earlier Mm -hmm. in the afternoon. And uh, I know Randy. Isn't gonna want to hear this. He's probably oh, not gonna want us to talk about just, this. Just rip,
2: rip the bandaid. I'm off. going R- to rip the bandaid off. What's of going on
3: with Wisconsin? 0 and nine against the spread. 0 and eight against the spread yeah, in their yeah. last eight games. They just lost today at home.
0: To no, it's 0 and nine
2: now. It is 0 and nine now. 0-9. 0-9. Oh man. Oof. I'm like, uh, wait, hold on. Let me. Is that is that the real Wisconsin? Because they're, they're, they're looking funny in the light. I, <laughs> I don't know who this Badgers team is, Randy. Because we were really, especially for me. Looking at Wisconsin in the early part of the conference tournament, like, okay, maybe this is the year. Wisconsin plays a brand of basketball – that mm, is not really pleasing to the eye. Like, you got to have a lot of patience. (laughs) But This year they've been different. They've been scoring the basketball. And that's why they've caught my eye. Because I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, maybe this is a new Wisconsin team. They're playing a little bit more up-tempo. They have some scores, some guys in isolation. They can get buckets. But like, the floor floor has dropped underneath them. Like, I don't know what is going on with them. They've really just taken a turn for the season. And all hope in terms of you know the seed that they could possibly get in the big, or uh, not even Big Ten tournament, but the NCAA tournament, is getting even worse and worse. So they're gonna have to have a great run in the Big Ten tournament to make sure that that seed is nice for March. So we'll see. But it's it's weird stuff. Randy, what's going on with your team, man? You know, I, I think they weren't as good as eight and one,
0: and I think this just might be who they are now. They're just oh. average team. Just you know, just average. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's disappointing. Disappointing.
3: Well, it's tough when um, Marcus Domask, twelve of twenty-one, four of six oh. from deep. He has thirty-one points, what uh, eight that? rebounds. Yeah, Ken, why what does, does that name, name ring sound about? familiar?
2: I think he played at a really oh, good school before. Yeah. You know what? He played in the same program I played in, <laughs> Southern Illinois <laughs> University down in Carbondale. The real. Southern Illinois University, because some people out there that went to the SIU Edwardsville think that that's the real SIU. No. And I shouldn't even have to say Carbondale. Everybody that knows, when I say SIU or Southern Illinois University, there's only one. The Salukis. Salukis, baby. So, yeah, that's why that name it makes sense familiar. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how great has he been for Illinois this season? Unbelievable. You know, especially with the time that Terrence Shannon Jr. missed mm-hmm. and stepping up and just showing that not only can he score the basketball, but he can run the offense for Brad Underwood's team. So Marcus Damask has been a blessing in disguise in so many ways for Illinois basketball fans and really the program because he's really steadied the ship in times of turmoil.
3: Yeah, I mean, 22 points the other night against Minnesota, 31 today. Illinois shot over 50% from the field and from deep today. I mean, it's going to be hard to uh, beat a team even on your home floor, as Wisconsin was, when a team's shooting that well. So got to give it to Illinois. They're number 13 in the country right now. That'll likely uh, maybe jump a few spots, depending on what happens with a couple other teams today. If
0: Illinois plays defense... They're a legit title. They're a contender. I I I, I, I think so, too. They've got everything.
2: I was really really high on them to win the Big Ten before they had their stumbles. Right. Because they had everything that you need. They have shooting. They have experience. They have size. They have Mm -hmm. the toughness. Right? The defensively they get after you. So... They just, and you just know, think that's the a two, great opportunity when we saw them uh, a few weeks ago. The two top teams
0: in the Big Ten right now both have Southern Illinois transfers that are making a difference. Come on, Randy. Come on yeah. now.
2: You know, Lance Jones has those SIU ties. Meanwhile, South Southern Illinois, Illinois is getting housed by Bradley earlier oh, this week. See, so. that's what Randy does. Like he sets <laughs> he you up. He uh, uh, brings down you back down to I earth didn't a want little. to bring <laughs> that up today. I was going to do it at some point. But yeah, we, we, um, we were embarrassed against Bradley in Peoria. It, it was not a good look. It was not a good look. So thank, thanks, Randy, for that reminder. And he Absolutely. had to rip the band- yeah. Band-Aid off of me because we ripped it off of him. So you know. so
3: now we should go Iowa-Northwestern later yeah. this afternoon? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not counting on my Hawkeyes <laughs> to get it done. Let's be real. Northwestern's at home. They've been solid this yeah. season, and Iowa's just too inconsistent to uh, be backing them. Cam, one bet that I do have on the day.
2: Okay.
3: Uh, this is kind of out of left field. I have not really been following these teams a whole lot. Uh, hmm. I bet Charlotte. Charlotte? Charlotte uh, over South Florida. South oh. Florida's 25th in the nation, but they're on the road in Charlotte. And um, Charlotte's favorite. It's one of those home mm. favorites going up against a ranked dog. Yeah. I, I'm taking a little flyer here on the Charlotte. What are they? <laughs> I the know 49ers, them. right? Charlotte 49ers. The 49ers.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the Charlotte 49ers. Actually, my what is it? My freshman or sophomore year at Southern Illinois, we played against the University of Charlotte. So, yeah, I remember those guys. But. It's one of those situations that South Florida is entering on the road. You know that environment is going to be wild Mm -hmm. because that that number that's next to the name of South Florida, that that just brings the people out. Like (laughs) People want to say that they were there when Charlotte beat 25th-ranked South Florida because what else is going on in in Charlotte basketball that's going to have you excited? Oh, the opportunity to knock off a ranked opponent. So I'm with you, Kate. I I really like that play.
3: And because Charlotte has lost their last two games, and South Florida – Sitting at 25th in the country, has won. I'm looking at like 11. I can't count this fast, but 11 or 12 straight games. Why is a team that has won 12 straight games on the road against an unranked team not a favorite? So the the line is fishy. So I'm betting that. So like I know there's the whole argument of like, do you bet lines? Do you bet teams? You know there are some people out there that stick solely on like what the line is. They just bet numbers. Yeah. Me as like, you know, I'm not a professional handicapper. I'm not a professional (laughs) sports better. So I like to go a little bit more narratives and teams and things like that. But this is one of those narratives or one of those numbers that sticks out to me and is a little fishy. Um, Cam, NC State in North Carolina tipping off right now. Do you have any thought in this game uh, heading
2: into it? I, I don't foresee North Carolina dropping this one, really, because it's going to set up a great situation for them. Because if they take care of business, and possibly if Duke stumbles against Virginia today, then that just sets them up even more to clinch the ACC sole possession of that thing. So th- those are two big games when you think of North Carolina, NC State, and of course, Duke and Virginia with those matchups. So I'm thinking with North Carolina what we saw from RJ Davis the other night against Miami when he dropped 42 points. And really, North Carolina needed every single one of those points because Miami played them so yeah. tough in Chapel Hill. And so I believe that that point spread was 14 and a half or 15 and a half. But I actually went with the Hurricanes to cover because I'm thinking, all right, for Miami, you have nothing to lose. You've been horrible in ACC play. You don't have a shot at the ACC title. And if you think you're going to make a run in the ACC tournament, It ain't happening, so what do you have to lose? Just go in, ball out, don't run any offense, just have an open gym type of attack for North Carolina, which would kind of catch them off guard a little bit. And it did up until R.J. Davis was like, you know what? Nobody else wants to score, so I guess I got to be the guy and drop 42 points. So (laughs) I think that North Carolina has learned their lesson from that and that they don't stumble against opponents that they shouldn't look over when they're preparing for Duke. So I, I like the Tar Heels, and it's weird for me to say this, saying that I like the Tar Heels, but yeah, so, uh, I like the Tar Heels. Mario, clip that and let's yeah, just run that on repeat. I don't know what's going on right now. Mario I told you some weird things fan. happening <laughs> in the world, not only with the weather, but me saying I like the Tar Heels, but I like the Tar Heels to cover and win this game to set things up for March 9th because they win, Duke wins. It's going to get spicy next Saturday, yeah. March 9th, and Cameron Indoor. For the ACC, oh yeah, sign me up.
3: So if, if that is the case, those two teams are playing for yeah. the ACC uh, title, regular season title next week. Where would that sporting event rank on your list of tops? Like the Masters would be up there for a lot of people. You know, a national championship, a Super Bowl, a Duke, North Carolina for a, a big deal. Yeah, yeah. That would be like uh, one that would be up there, probably not one yeah. of the top, but that would be a really no. cool event to go to, right?
2: I, I, I would slide it in. Especially if it was at Camdor. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah Cam- uh, exactly. Cameron, Cameron Indoor, Indoor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it was named after me, if anybody know that. <laughs> they just put an E in there just so we can kind of throw people off a little bit. But, yes, Cameron Indoor Stadium was named after me. <laughs> but, no, in all seriousness, though, uh, top five. It's in my yeah. top five to attend that type of game, especially with things on the line. And I've seen this series going back to the early 90s where – You've had situations where either North Carolina was bad or Duke was bad, and the rivalry doesn't feel the same. But when you have two teams that not only have first-round lottery pick talent on both sides and they have NBA players along with something to play for, like in terms of ACT title, which we could see next Saturday, then that's must-see TV. Put me in the building, Mm -hmm. and that's still on my bucket list, is to not only go to a game in Cameron Indoor Stadium, but to see Duke, Carolina, inside of Cameron Indoor would be great. You would think that I would get tickets since
3: since you're named after yeah the, I'm named after the stadium I don't know the, what's going on the stadium on. I, named I, after you yeah, yeah right exactly
2: yeah. do do I have to call my my West Side brethren Mike <laughs> Shashovsky right now because Mike Shashovsky is from the West Side of Chicago do I need to place a call right I now? Think okay, I think you might I think get him on no, speed yeah, dial you know, you, what, you know what maybe we can call him in he can right he can
3: now. join us on the show for a little while and. Break down that game. Right, that yeah,
2: would be. Sure. Yeah, that would nice. Randy
3: can get that done. Yeah, I gotcha. Randy can get that <laughs> done. Probably know done.
2: John Shire, right, Cam? You yeah, probably yeah, covered man, him yeah. a little bit, right? On no, LeBron, you guys. Yeah. know My LeBron story. Cam and LeBron you know, you are Got in contacts. I'll Facetime him right now. Facetime Coach K. Everybody. Should so, we I play the
3: all. game? Who's the most famous person in your phone?
2: Ooh, we should play that game. Maybe we we'll play you, that we later. Play Let's okay, play right, it later right, in the show. Okay, right, we'll
3: play cool. it uh, next segment. We are going to talk to Mark Grody, okay. uh, Bears reporter for 670, the score. He's been in Indianapolis at the Combine all week, so we're going to get some insight from him. And then maybe uh, to, sh- to close out the hour, first hour, we'll play who's the, your most famous person oh, in your phone. I'm interested right to see. And then you have to right call
0: now. that person and ask him to come on. Ooh. Oh. Oh.
3: Really that gets it a little right spicy. Yeah, it,
2: does. it does. Okay. All right.
3: All right, Randy. I'm down. I'm down. Cool. Other games that went on today, uh, Kentucky, 111 points. Kentucky's <laughs> offense right now.
2: Gosh.
3: If they play, if their offense plays like this in the tournament, they can go places. If they can reel it in on the defensive end a little bit, because they just gave up 102 to Arkansas.
2: They, it's How a, are you doing that? It's an all-star game. Every yes. single time they step on the court. Remember last Saturday they played against Alabama, who's number one in the SEC mm-hmm. at the time too. And they put 117 points that's on their insane. heads, but they didn't play any defense because no. Alabama scored 95. But that's must see TV. If, yeah. they, if there is a team where you want to consistently take the over on with the total, it's the Kentucky Wildcats <laughs> because they cashed me out earlier this week with the matchup that they had. And it's just one of those things where not only is it exciting basketball, and I talked about first round picks and possibly lottery picks for Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky has a few on that team, and you see it on full display every single time. So. Yeah, just take the over anytime Kentucky steps on the court.
3: They have six games in which they've scored over 100 points That's this season, and plenty others that have been high 90s.
2: New era of basketball.
3: Which is crazy because they went on like a two-game stretch. I don't know if you can really call it a stretch, but against Old Miss earlier this month and Auburn, they played really good defense. Held Old Miss to 63, held Auburn to 59, and then it just kind of uh, unraveled from there. 95 to Alabama, Mississippi State, they gave up 89, and now 102. So if they can just figure it out on the defensive end, Kentucky's actually a team that I could back going into March. Oh. But that's a big if. I don't know. I don't think they can.
2: Right. Because at some point, you're going to run into an opponent, maybe from the Big East, like A. Marquette, who I believe the last time I checked, they were down three against Creighton. They were, yes. Um, But you're going to run into a team that's going to force you into a half-court game. Yeah. And now you're forced to execute. Like, I've seen it time and time again in my four years at Southern Illinois where we made the NCAA tournament, because our style of basketball... We could go up and down, but we wanted to force you into a half-court style of game where we made it physical. We made that initial catch into your offense very physical and got to the point where we're playing against teams from the Big 12 and the SEC, and they're complaining to the refs like, they're being too physical, call a foul. We're looking like, wait a minute, you you play in the SEC (laughs) and the Big 12. You're complaining about us being too physical? (laughs) We're bringing the fight to you, and now you're complaining? It's weird, but you're going to have a team that has no fear of Kentucky mm-hmm. and really wants to put them in a situation where they're forced to really think on that end of the court and really have to ex- execute. And when you look at their roster and their makeup, especially at the guard position, they have a lot of young inexperienced guards in terms of March Madness and turning play. So that could really be a detriment for them in March. But we'll see though. I mean, talk about the lack of defense. Maybe their defense is their offense, where yeah. they're just trying to outscore you.
3: And that certainly could be a, a path to winning, yeah, Just true.
2: Guards well, hey. win you. Guards win you national titles. We see it year in and year out.
3: Yeah, as I say that, like, yeah, scoring more than your opponent could be a path to winning. <laughs> Rocket science, right I'm there.
2: Like, um, I'm
3: the genius here. <laughs>
2: one of the goals is to not only put the ball in the basket, but also have more points than the other team when the clock says zero. <laughs> oh my gosh, um,
3: that's a, a Dumb blonde moment for <laughs> no, me right good, there. Game. Right there. You're
2: good. You're good.
3: Uh, Arizona, 103 over Oregon. Uh, 103 83 over Oregon. Wow. Baylor 82 74 over Kansas. Talk about teams kind of struggling in the. Yeah. Tr- Kansas can't win on the road this year. No, not at all.
2: I don't know what is going on with And McCullough was back. He's been hurt. Yeah, he came back he really and he really still is. couldn't be.
3: That's, yeah, that's not a good sign for no. the Jayhawks heading into March. All right, on the other side, Mark Grody from 670, the score is going to join us. Tell us what he's learned in Indianapolis this week at the Scouting Combine. Stay with us. You're listening to the Better Angle on the Back Hill Network. This is The Better Angle with Kay Constable and Cameron Smith on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Indianapolis has been the place to be this week, Cam. Yeah. The NFL scouting combine going on, and the Bears have some big decisions to make over the next couple of weeks.
2: I'm nervous about them. Yeah? I I really am. I I really am. And we're still, what, more than a month out Mm -hmm. from the draft, so... I just want to try and put my phone away and probably try right. to try and unfollow some people like Justin Fields is yeah. so I don't have certain things on my timeline, you know?
3: I feel like every day my opinion, which, like, the, as a journalist, as some, like, I need to develop a firm opinion and stick yeah. with it and yeah. argue that. But I go back and forth every day because I'm not an NFL GM. I yeah. don't know yeah. what's right. Right. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of questions uh, to be answered. Caleb Williams has been answering some of them, spoke to the media yesterday. Uh, and, again, we're working on getting Mark Grody here to join us. He's yeah. been in Indianapolis um, this week to give us some of those answers. But, overall, takeaways from the Combine and, and Caleb Williams stepping up to the podium, answering questions. Did you What did you feel watching him, listening to him? Uh, did he answer some of the questions that you had?
2: Yeah, he's he's saying all the right things. Right, I mean, that's, that's what you expect, yes. you know, during these type of, you know, situations, right? You have a microphone in your face, everybody wants to ask you these off brand wow questions and see how you react. Mm-hmm. But then also at the same time they wanna kinda get an insight into who you are and how you think. But Caleb Williams said everything correctly. And if you want him in Chicago then you're probably getting some of those quotes tattooed on your arm (laughs) because some of the things that he was saying in terms of what he wants to do for his career and how he wants to rewrite history and doesn't want to compare himself to someone else, I think this guy has everything that you need mentally. He has that type of confidence to really step in and put in some great work. But I'm I'm still like, oh, on the fence because (laughs) I was speaking with Kevin Lapka before the show about this whole situation with Justin Fields and the Bears and what should they do, should they keep Fields, what's going on with Kayla Williams. I'll just put it out there now. I've said this time and time again, I think Justin Fields should stay. Uh, I'm just going to say that now. I'm just going to put that out there now.
3: All right. Hot take. Uh, We're going to bring in Mark Grody. He's joining us now. Bears reporter for 670 The Score. Mark, you've been in Indianapolis all week. I'm sure it's been a busy week, so thanks for taking the time here. What are some of your biggest takeaways coming out of the Combine?
1: Yeah, happy to do it, guys. I mean, I think the number one takeaway, you know, especially, well, from a Bears perspective and from a National Football League perspective, is that I went into this combine with kind of a clean slate, open-minded on everything the Bears are doing and might be doing. I came away from the combine believing stronger than ever that the Bears are going to draft Caleb Williams, and they will attempt, attempt to trade Justin Fields, assuming they can run up some teams that actually have interest in justin fields it seems like it's been a little bit of a struggle to find a definite trade partner as you know continue to wait and see what other quarterbacks like kirk cousins might become available in minnesota that's kind of slowed things down in that regard um you know so that that was what i thought on the bears in general you know one of the bigger news notes is that marvin harrison jr you know did not uh do you know didn't work out which is nothing new but he also at the last second decided not to speak to the media i was one of the many media members waiting for him and then we got the call from an nfl official that he was not going to be there they had very little information for us at the time so i thought that that was a relatively big story as well from the weekend
2: Mark, in your time and being able to see Caleb Williams in person, seeing his demeanor, how he moves, how he speaks, and just how he handled the pressure of those questions that he was getting from members of the media. What was your biggest takeaway from Williams and how he's able to handle himself? And did he kind of raise any expectations for you in terms of how he thinks and what he views himself to be in the NFL?
1: Yeah, it was my first time, you know, speaking to Caleb Williams or being near him or around him and just, you know, learning what he's all about. And, uh, I was very impressed i was impressed with him i mean he he uh, gave full and confident answers to everything that he was asked he seemed engaged he did not give off the that feeling of i mean we all know what it's like when an athlete is just trying to get through the press conference i didn't sense that so he was i guess committed to the press conference whether he wanted to do it or not and i thought that he was really good he he, he borders on them I'm always looking for the right word but he, he borders on between uh, confident and cocky you know there there's like some middle ground between those two and it's I think it's good because you need that at the quarterback position um, I thought he answered all the questions really well too you know all the things about the, the medicals. He explained that as thoroughly as possible and saying that he's not doing the medicals there because 32 teams can't draft him and that he will do the medicals for the teams that he really thinks might be drafting him. In other words, he will do the medicals when he visits um, the Bears. So I thought that that was important. I also thought it was interesting that that he basically said, "There's no chance," you know, paraphrasing off of one of the questions that I asked. There's no chance that he won't be drafted number one. So, um, and I assume I, I, my gut is that that is going to be the Bears. But you know, throughout this entire, I mean, heck, the first question Caleb Williams was asked was about, you know, again paraphrasing, but some reporter came at him really aggressively, asking, you know, are you, you know, afraid to compete? Is that why you're not? out there doing the drills and he, you know, gave maybe like a 20 second answer, but he was unfazed by it. So, yeah, I mean, my first blush of Caleb Williams is that he's impressive. And I think that if you are a bears fan that, you know, there were some questions on whether or not Caleb Williams wanted to go to Chicago or would put up a fit, you know, pull the old John Elway or Eli Manning, where you force your way out of the team that drafted you, I I walked away from that, also realizing that he's not going to do that, that he, you know, he pandered to Chicago a little bit, talking about deep dish pizza and stuff like that. I think that was actually previous to our talks with him. But he, he really, you know, we've come a long way in terms of what we thought Caleb Williams may or may not do to where we are now, and that is if the Bears do draft him with number one overall, he will be a willing participant.
3: Yeah, that uh, reporter asking Caleb Williams the first question went viral, and I, in listening to it, I kind of panicked for Caleb Williams uh, for, <laughs> on how to answer that, but he handled it really well, was very calm, cool, smooth. Uh, in terms of the Bears now potentially wanting to trade Justin Fields, are they concerned that the value for a Fields trade might be going down because everyone now knows that they're most likely going to draft Caleb Williams?
1: Uh, yeah, but I think that – most teams have known for a long time that they were going to draft Caleb Williams. So I don't think that the, the, there's a huge tell I mean, people have known. And I understand that, you know, even I walked away from this combine realizing that if I was at 90% that they were going to draft Caleb Williams, now I'm at 98% that they are going to draft Caleb Williams. I think that the bigger issue right now is that, just how many trade partners are there actually out there? I have not sensed like this angst from other teams and people that I've talked to about get like, we got to have Justin Fields. You know, I know the Atlanta things are really nice thing to connect because he's from there and there's all these, like I like to call them these these dormant offensive weapons that are just sitting there and waiting for somebody to get them the ball and run the offense. I do see why people like to connect Justin Fields to that, but but I don't know. I mean, if Kirk Cousins becomes available, they'll probably be interested in him. So you know, it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of like concrete, you know, raising their hands. Let's sniff around here. And I'm, you know, there's things that we're not privy to and things that we probably don't know. And maybe there's a team other than the same old teams that we keep talking about Pittsburgh and Atlanta and teams like that, that might, the Raiders that might be interested in him. Um, But, you know, eventually, you know, somebody may come out of the woodwork and, and there'll be a deal done. But yeah, I, I think that, You know, Ryan Poles made it very clear that he'd like to do it sooner than later. He made it very clear that he wants to do right by Justin Field. But, you know, something that I thought would get done. I didn't necessarily expect it to be traded by now. But I'm starting to feel like this may take longer than I had thought and maybe a lot of people had thought.
2: And that leads me right to my question for you, Mark. What's that timetable do you envision for this Bears team in that front office to make a decision? Do you think they drag it out? and we get to April 25th and they decide to make a trade right before they're, they're on the clock for that number one overall pick. Or do you that, do you envision that happening sooner rather than later with this team? Because as you mentioned polls and that front office, they say they want to do right by Justin field. So with that taking even more time, does that maybe hurt their situation?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that they'll have to wait until April. I also think that it's not out – I mean, it's not the complete – it would not be it r- ridiculous if – I don't think that like, – I would not put the percentages very high on this, but, look, they're not going to just give Justin Fields away for nothing. I don't think they're going to get desperate, like, well, we got to do right by Justin. We can't possibly have him on this roster next year. So this is my build up to saying it's not out of the question that Justin Fields and Caleb Williams or whomever the quarterback is that you end up drafting – could be on the roster at the same time. And I know a lot of people are like, "No way, you can't do that. You know, that's terrible and that's awful, and tough, you know? I mean, this is the this is the NFL. Um I know, you know, from being in the Bears locker room every day throughout the year, I know how much they love Justin Fields as a person um and in a lot of cases even as a quarterback, but they're adults, they're professionals. And if, if it's Caleb Williams and Justin Fields or, you know, Drake May, if there's a surprise party pulled or whomever your you're fill-in-the-blank quarterback is, you know, that coexistence, I think, you know, that that's not out of the realm of possibility, and it's just something that everybody would have to deal with.
3: We're talking with Mark Grody, Bears reporter for 670 the score here in Chicago. Mark, the Bears also have the number nine pick in this year's <laughs> draft. Uh, any thoughts on what they're going to do or what you've been hearing out of Indianapolis on what they're going to do with that pick?
1: Yeah, I'm all over the board on the, the number nine pick. We'll say that there are rumblings that the Bears could trade down. And when I say trade down, I don't mean like way down, like maybe a couple of spots where you get similar value uh, for less, depending on who they want. But I've been, you know, with that number nine pick, I am kind of, between, I think probably a wide receiver you know, if one of the heavies is still available there, and I think that that would probably be a, a little bit of a surprise. If we, I mean, obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. is not going to be there at night. You know, Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze. I found I I think a Dunze is very intriguing at six three two fifteen. Or whatever it's worth, a great guy, interesting dude to talk to for sure. Um, so I think that the, one of those two guys is a real possibility. And I'm kind of zeroing in on Odunze because I think neighbors is going to go before him. The other guy that I penciled in potentially at nine or you know position would be defensive end because right now – as, as good as the defense got in the second half of the season and Montez sweat had a lot to do with that. There is nobody on the other side of Montez sweat right now, who you are sure can, can get sacks. I mean, they, they have a shortage of that right now. So that said a couple of guys at the, the top of my board right now, I still, after talking to these guys um, and, you know, them going through their workout, all that Dallas Turner, from Alabama, who had 11 sacks last year, 15 and a half tackles for loss. He's right at the top of my board. I was very impressed with Chop Robinson out of Penn State. He did great things in his workout. I know he had the leg injury last year, but he appears to be great. And then, you know, uh, Liatu Latu of UCLA is another guy. And then the other defensive end, I guess, would be Jared Verse Jared out of Florida State. So I'm, I'm looking at wide receiver or defensive end. And if there was to be a surprise from the bears in the first round, I think it would be via offensive linemen. There are, they are in big time need of a center right now. And Jackson powers. Johnson is the real deal, the center out of Oregon, but they would have to probably, you know, do some trading to, to get him. And I think, you know, do they value offensive line? or that position that much in the first round. And then the other guy, too, you know, Joe Alt from from Notre Dame. I don't think they have a prayer for that, but he, he's been very impressive as well.
3: It's certainly going to be an interesting couple of weeks leading up to uh, draft day. But, yeah. Mark, uh, thanks so much for joining us. All your insight, we appreciate it, and have a great rest of your Saturday.
1: My pleasure, guys. Talk to you soon.
3: We need to do a, a little wellness check on... Uh, Cam Smith and Kevin Lapka here yeah. because Mark Grody just told us that it's a 98%, and that's what he's giving it, the number he's given it, that the Bears draft Caleb Williams. Cam, are we okay?
2: I'm not okay because <laughs> we love Mark Grody. Like, he does a phenomenal job, trying and like his name is more than reputable. And we just love having him on the show, yeah. but that, that, that hurt. That, 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 that hurt a little that bit. Hurt. So if we got to take a little break from having Mark on the show again to not deliver <laughs> any more bad news because it feels like the trend is going that way. But 98% is really high. It and is. then also, again, like I talked about with Caleb Williams, he said all of the right things. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was anything that was rehearsed, maybe a little bit of it, but at the same time, he really believes that he is the best quarterback in the world. No matter what the experience is, what the level is, he knows that he is like the kids like to say now him so that's the mentality if you're drafting someone number one overall you need somebody that feels that they are him so we just have to see if he's him on an actual field if the bears make that move but if he is in a bears uniform kevin lapkin you know what that means man oh god
3: oh man it's gonna be uh again an interesting couple of, of weeks leading up to the draft can we
2: just press fast forward on just time and just yeah. Have the draft tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'm sure
3: they would move all that up for us. I I
2: don't want any more sleepless nights because the more we wait, the more stories come out and rumors. It's not good.
3: It's not good. All right, uh, college hoops on the other side. Plus, who's the most famous person in Cam's phone? We're going to find out. Oh, boy. Coming up, more live sweats and winning bets with a better angle on the BetQL
0: network presented by BetMGM. You're listening to The Better Angle on the BetQL Network, presented by
3: BetMGM. Join the conversation on twitch.tv BetQL. Quick check around college basketball. Penn State was up almost 20 on Minnesota in the first half, and the Gophers have come back and cut it to six. New Minnesota life, is life. one of the best covering teams yeah. in college basketball. I believe they're like 24-3, and three, yeah, something no, crazy. Serious. And you know, knock on wood, not to jinx them, but it looks like if you, got, if you took Minnesota live, I saw it at 12 and a half at one point, it looks like they got a pretty good chance of covering.
2: Yeah, and definitely winning it outright because they're just they're really, coming really out the momentum of. just getting after Penn State. So that that thing in the barn is different. That, that atmosphere is. is different for sure. It for is. sure. So we talked about North Carolina, NC State. Mm-hmm. Wolf Pack up one, 37, 36 right now, Kate. So kind of within the final few minutes of that first half. So this, you play with your food. Ah. You mess around and leave yeah. with an L, so you gotta be careful. I mean, maybe with these a
3: little games. look ahead to yeah, potentially yeah. next week against Duke and North Carolina, not taking NC State as keep serious as they ahead. should.
2: Come on, Carolina, <laughs> keep looking ahead. Come on, need it.
3: <laughs> um, my Charlotte 49ers are down one to South Florida.
0: All right,
2: still all right.
3: it's still the first qu- uh, first half, yeah, so, so we're time, fine there. Yeah. Um, and Iowa State up on UCF on the road. Iowa State should take care of them, uh, you would imagine. Yeah,
2: and we. Um, we, we have a, a, a dog walking
3: We do. Where is that?
2: In Alabama. Auburn. Ooh, we do. Mississippi State. We do. 31-12. 30 you know what we call those. Glorified scrimmages. It's going down right now in the SEC. Sorry, Mississippi State. It's hey. your team. Hey.
3: Step up if you don't want to be dog yeah, walked. hey. You, you don't want to be glorified in in a glorified scrimmage?
2: Hey. Then put, put the, the ball defense. in the hoop. Defense. Yeah. Got to yourself them.
3: Virginia and Duke coming up here uh, in about an hour. We'll touch on that game in just a little while. Yeah. We also have some big games tonight in the WCC: Gonzaga and Saint Mary's. Saint Mary's just wrapped up um, the regular season conference title, knocking off the Zags yeah. from that um, that title. <laughs>
2: They were like the, the, the Kansas of the Big 12, Gonzaga, mm-hmm. when it comes to the WCC. Like, when you think WCC, you, you think, think of Gonzaga. Yep. And we used to think of Kansas. Yep. But the Big 12, no, definitely not this season. No. But Yeah, no, it's, it's a new day. It's really a new day with the St. Mary's team. And um, Aiden McConnell is a guy that uh, is really one of the more underrated point guards that we have in the country. He's really, really great. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
3: uh, St. Mary's two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. I'm kind of looking at back in the Zags tonight. Mm. They need a, a, a on, big statement win. Because yeah. right now they're kind of a bubble team. Like they Well,
0: they, they did have a statement win two Saturdays ago at Kentucky. Yeah, they did. They oh, did. that's true. That's they true. Did. So I think I think Gonzaga's um, yeah. in. Zagazan. It's just a matter of what their seeding is going to be. If you really – you think there's 63 or whatever big I don't at their th- 30 no. teams because but there's only at I but everything I keep teams. reading and
3: hearing is that they need to go deep in the conference tournament, possibly even win it. Like, which is and, and that's right? wild though. Like, like Mark Few could miss the tournament for the first time in his career. That, I don't see that mm-hmm.
2: happening. No, I think that, that that that's cap. We're we're not doing that. Like <laughs> Gonzaga will be in the tournament. I mean, when you look at what they're able to do to really set up this major game for themselves against St. Mary's. How they handled San Francisco, and I know it wasn't a true road game for them because that game was played inside of Chase Center where the Golden State Warriors played, but they held San Francisco to only 68 points and dropped 80 plus on their head. So Gonzaga's a team that is going into this ball game, like, all right, St. Mary's, congratulations. You won the conference, it is yours. But we're going to continue to remind people that when you think of this conference, you think of Gonzaga, and we're not going to win the title, but at the same time, We're going to knock off that number one team in St. Mary's. So I'm with you, Kate. I think the Zach's cover and I actually believe they win it outright. I think the Zach wins this game. Yeah, I'm going uh, that far with it. Take a
3: little money line here on the better angle. Love a nice money line play. All right. Switching gears here. Who is the most famous person in Cam Smith's phone that is not your mother?
2: Randy Merkin, of course. (laughs) <laughs>
3: I, I mean, if we go around the room and play this game, Randy's going to win it. Oh, Randy's definitely sure. going to win it, for Hands sure. Hands down. Yeah, But no we are going to see who else has some famous people in their phone. Okay. So start right. us off, Cam.
2: All right. So I'm calling this person right now? Or no, we, you don't have You don't have to, don't have to call him. Yeah, I just, would say yeah. it's, for the current fans out there, NBA-wise, I will say Jalen Brunson Ooh. is wow. the most famous person That I have in my contacts right that's pretty famous yeah for sure but if you if you look in terms of overall career accolades and who this person is I would say basketball wise Antoine Walker is another contact that I have former Boston Celtic NBA champion with the Miami Heat yeah multi-time all-star so if you remember Antoine with the little shimmy shake that he used to do when he played in his days (laughs) in the NBA so those Mark are the two Carmel. people that I have right now. Mark Carmel guy, yeah, Chicago guy, Catholic League. What's up, Catholic League out there? <laughs> uh, so yeah, those, those are the the, the two okay. most famous people that I have in my contacts. So All right. I thought it was some real pressure that I was going to have to call these. people. I mean, hey, I'm if like, oh, you want to call
3: Jalen Brunson and get him no, on the show, no, no, we can no, no, we can no, no. do you that. Cam,
2: he's probably resting right now because Tibbs <laughs> has him playing an insane amount of minutes <laughs> right. and trying to hold things down. Because Tibbs for the is running so, right, him into yeah, the ground exactly, for sure. But th- 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 those are my two. But. To go number one and just to, you know for the sake of the game, most famous person Jalen Brunson.
0: Brunson for, sure. for sure. Do you have any famous NFL people in your in your phone? Uh
2: not no. I don't have any anybody famous NFL wise. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I can't okay. go there. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Kate? What do you got?
3: I have um,
0: Justin Bieber, probably right. Yeah, sure. yeah <laughs> she definitely has Justin Bieber. I He may- said That's he light, that's light, their light their work for Kate. That, that was told on the air, right? That, I 30. don't think we have told that on oh, the air. Oh, okay. But, uh,
3: yes, Justin Bieber, uh, I was going to say spent a night at my house. That sounds really bad. <laughs> oh my <God>. Please, no. <laughs> no. No. Don't, not
2: clip, like that. That. don't not clip that. Don't clip like that and don't send that. that out. No, 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 uh, no, no. Justin Bieber <laughs> stayed
3: at my house when he was in um, town for a concert. Rented. Like, we were. I was not present uh-huh. in the home with Justin. <laughs> I was around. I got to meet him. He yeah. was awesome. But I was not... Um, you know, it was not a night for me and
2: Justin. <laughs> <laughs> for anybody out there, no, get your heads out of the gutter. Stop it. He's
3: still married to Taylor Bieber. Uh, still in love. I'm also still that married. I was going to say you're married <laughs> and in love
2: with your husband Kevin. Yes. Yeah. There we um,
3: go. Yeah. Justin, uh, he's pretty famous. Uh, my most famous athlete, Kevin McHale. Oh, wow. Kevin, McHale. Kevin McHale. He McHale. is. Wow. My stepdad's very best friend in the world. They grew wow. up together. He was Man. at my mom and stepdad's wedding when they
2: got married. Why did you raise the bar on me like that? I you mean- <laughs> go with somebody that's top 75 in NBA history? like that's I, how w- you feel I would okay? argue
0: one of the most underrated players ever agreed. in the NBA. Agreed. agreed. He, agreed with he, him. Is, yeah. um, he was so good. Yeah, he was.
3: He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. I spent um, some time up north at a cabin in Minnesota skiing one summer nice. with him. Nice. He was great. Uh, but, yeah, Kevin McHale, he's hes an awesome, awesome dude from the small town of Hibbing, Minnesota. Hibbing. Hibbing. Okay. Um, oddly enough, there's a lot of famous people. I th- uh, Now I'm blanking. You know my pop culture. Um, Bob Dylan from Hibbing, I believe.
2: All right. Okay. And...
3: A couple others that I can't think of off the top of my head. But yeah, Kevin McHale. Wow. Not a bad one.
2: The man with a thousand post moves. That's where Kate went with. <laughs> yeah. So well, Kate won the game, <laughs> you know, if it was just between me and her. So I don't know. If we do we do we allow Randy uh, to see, get into this? Let's
3: see who Kevin and Kenny have, if anyone, and Mario, and then we'll let Randy wrap it up.
0: I mean, I, I can't really compare. I have Olin Krutz, and honestly like Clay's pretty famous. Ah, I'm not Clay gonna Homer, lie. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. Being yeah. on The Bachelor, he's pretty yeah. famous. So, so Clay and Owen are are, are my So, two, so I guess.
2: Kevin's giving out, you know, athletes mm-hmm. and also like celebrities, like pop culture, celebrities, yeah. things like that. Okay, all right. You all, know, right TV well around it. all right, Kev. Well rounded. All right, I like
3: it. Mario, you got anyone?
1: He's
0: making his way over.
3: All right, Kenny. He, he wanna, has to think about it. Kenny, why don't you go while we're waiting for Mario?
1: I don't really have anyone famous because anybody that would be considered would technically be family or like work related. But I will say this. I think like the best part of this is like if that person will pick up like a call or a FaceTime, that's the only way this counts. Like if they won't (laughs) on demand, you can't really count it as the most famous person in your phone because, yes, you have their number. But will they pick up if you call them?
2: And then also, do part. you have the right number, too, though? Yeah. Because you know how people change numbers. Especially famous lot. people. Right, exactly they've got to right. be mixing it up <laughs> so
3: people like us sitting here on The Better Angle yeah. aren't calling them on a Saturday afternoon. And then you
2: don't want to be embarrassed, too, because if that person answers and they hit you with the who this? Yeah, like, right. Oh, um, yes, yeah, Cam Smith, you remember? Uh, no, I don't know any Cam Smith. <laughs> Click. So you don't want that to happen.
3: <laughs> Mario, you got anyone?
2: Yeah, I might
1: just get bottom of the barrel on this <laughs> subject, but... uh. I mean he's he's on be like Boston Connor, very nice guy. It's indie. So like you're bound to run into him. He's good friends with one of my friends. So like he said, aim low but yeah. you try to go high.
3: That's 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 a great one, Boston Connor. Uh, Okay, Randy.
1: Here we go. Let's
3: let's hear the long list. We've got three minutes. Can you keep it in three
0: minutes? Just (laughs) give me a letter, and I'll I'll go.
2: (laughs) Randy never disappoints on Saturday. Randy with his little one-liners are amazing. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
3: All right, I'll give you a letter. How about um, C?
0: Okay, C. Uh, We've got Cal Ripken, Candice Parker, (laughs) Carlos Boozer. Um, Carlos Rodan Former Sox pitcher uh, The Oak Tree Charles Woodson Stop the count
2: Stop the count Stop the count <laughs> uh, oh My my, my so son's friend
0: Charlie Galt But no that doesn't count um, <laughs> Let's see here Chris Long um, Chuck Swirsky oh, oh, Chuck yeah. Swirsky We and, love Chuck yeah. uh, And then we're just at CH So you want me to uh, keep going Or <laughs> Oh my god. Chris Collinsworth. That that's that ends it. Chris Collinsworth that's who, the last. Who, one. who Chris invited is. Randy know. Was it know. us? that we I don't open know. up the, the Yeah, it was to,
3: us. Okay. We were trying to be cool you that know? we had one famous person. Randy just goes down the list. I'm
2: just not doing enough in life right, right. now. Exactly. I, there's no comparison right now to my exactly. comedy. Maybe, maybe we can contest. do a, a different letter each hour if you want to do yeah.
3: it. <laughs> we should end every segment going <laughs> forward. This with is a different this
2: letter. is like Larry Bird in 1988 in a three-point contest where he walks into the locker room and he's like so who's coming in second? Like you know, that's what Randy <laughs> just did to us right now. Like oh, you know, you got Kevin McHale, you got Jalen Brunson, you got Olin Cruz and Clay Harbor. But no, I got I got I got, I got a real, whole list. The real list. Don't
3: so. Cl- even try and Clay play
0: under my when I ha- in my contacts, I have him under eight pack. So
3: <laughs> <laughs> eight pack. That's what we like to refer to Clay Harbor as. And we love Clay. Clay's in studio with us every once in a while. He fills in on this show. Um, But, yeah, Clay, let's be real. He does have an eight pack. Yeah. Like, objectively speaking.
2: It's just goals. That is goals. That is 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 goals. goals, Especially as a soon-to-be 39-year-old dad and dad of two. So, yeah, I got to get that right. So, Clay, you know, if you're listening, and I'll probably hit you up, like, let me know what the workouts are. I'll probably <laughs> die because I'm not an NFL guy. Or yeah, I couldn't do athlete, his workouts so, yeah. either. <laughs> but I need to get right. Someone's around the corner. Almost it is almost here, is. Right. It almost is. This is um in cutting Chicago season
3: tomorrow. right now. Yeah. Right? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Oh,
2: You know what? <laughs> I, f- I forgot one. My bad. One
0: more on the seas. Chris, <laughs> Chris Chelios. That's oh, that's, that's a, pretty, a big name. Yeah. 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 Jersey he's, just retired. He's, retired last week. he's a legit, like super nice guy. He's a great yeah. guy. And Chris a legit superstar. Yeah, for sure. Celebrity.
2: Jersey hanging in the rafters of the United States. No, Randy can't play this game anymore. Like, no, no. I, I'm like the kid if we were playing basketball. I want to take my ball and go home Yeah, because Randy just ruined the, the, the game. Well, we're going to do
3: play. that right now because we got to go to breaks. So we're taking our ball <laughs> and going home. But we're going to be back after this. Selection Sunday just around the corner. We're going to break it down here on The Better Angle.
0: Coming up, more live sweats and winning bets with a better angle on the BetQL network presented by BetMGM.